I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, are we, are we starting doing one of these? Yeah, all right. All right, you caught me. You got me, guys. <laughs> Um, hello and welcome to the Colt Popshire Podcast. Hello. Hi. Your host, Colt, and I'm joined by my friends, Popshire. Uh, Pop and Chua would have been the And no, podcast. I'm... Oh, right. <laughs> oh, cute. Um, <clears throat> you, you call me Popshire if you like, but I prefer... Big um, Daddy. Big Daddy. <laughs> my, uh, my, my, my preferred name is AJ. Um, or uh, Raccoon Man. Raccoon Man. Um, no, look, you can. That's not a racial thing. This it's is just because you're like you're. I would expect him to like feed on trash. I'm gonna address scary around at night. <laughs> I'm gonna address this right at the top. I only brought up the racial thing because Jeremy gave me a, a weird look, as if to say, "Who's Jeremy? His name's Podcast." <laughs> um, well, it's good. I that, identify as Podcast. Now. It's it's good that Jeremy can give you looks because we're currently trying out a new audio setup. And I'm going to get this out of the way because it probably will come up in the episode, I feel, um, where Jeremy and I are both talking into cardboard boxes while you're out there in, in the free, um, in the real world. Free ball on it. Um, Nothing is more riveting than you giving like a radio play version description mm. of like what we're doing to try I tried to make it sound, sound dramatic. But yeah, so basically we're just trying to make, make it sound better for you, the listeners. So if I don't get any kind of expressions from Richard or Jeremy or like if yeah like if you I'm can not- hear us giving visual well, no, clues, be- cues to like AJ if, if, if it sounds like I'm not picking up what they're putting down it's because I can't really <laughs> read their body language because I, <laughs> I can't see them I thought it was just because you're socially awkward also you gave yourself the tallest box which doesn't make much sense <laughs> yeah. Do we want to have a quick no. box reshuffle? No, no let's do, let's I do it. can let's do, do it, it. Let's do it. The, I deserve the tallest no, box No, let's reshuffle the boxes No Here oh. we are. Boxes are... Wow. No, they're not. Um, they're so shuffled. <laughs> we just did a little... Um, Harlem Shake. A little... Like a, a, an audio... That was an audio. A, like a, an audio, audio, audio tableau mm. uh, for you guys. So today, and I'm also joined by Jeremy. Um, Podcast. Thank you. What are we discussing, lads? Well, That's right. We're discussing... <laughs> Sorry, AJ, you didn't pick up on my... <laughs> no, yeah, I was obviously going to keep talking. Um, no, okay, so Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider movie comes out soon. Or did it just come out? Um, I think it comes out soon. I think it comes out soon. That's what you wrote on the thing. <laughs> um, we haven't seen it yet, but we have collectively seen a lot of video game movies over the course of our lives. Unfortunately. And a fun thing about video game movies, um, they're 100% bad. <laughs> yeah. There is not a single good or at least positively received video game movie that has ever been made and we're yeah. going to talk about that and why why that yeah, could be like it, it is a common uh trope or discussion topic when talking about movies and video game movies specifically is that they do all suck and and they shouldn't be hard like why is it the only source that people can't mm. do? like people have uh, have made 
poems into amazing movies. They've made novels and 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 TV shows and everything into like all amazing movies. And There's and- at least one example of a good movie made from other mediums. There's a good example of a movie made from a Disneyland ride. Yeah, like but not a video game. Mm. Well, there's only one example of a good movie made from Disneyland. Yeah, but it's still one example. Out of like, what, six? I don't know. I'm including The Haunted Mansion. Um, As you should. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, so we're discussing that today. So we're going to, as research for this, we looked up uh, what, uh, basically a big list of every single video game movie you've made. And we found out, perhaps not surprisingly, that as AJ says, they've all been critically poorly received and we we don't mean like oh there's a few diamonds in the rough literally every single if you go on wikipedia every single video game movie has a ron tomato score of less than 60 less than like 48 mm. and that's 60 is their sort of um threshold for what's being mm. considered fresh a small um caveat to that we are talking about like block but video game blockbusters because and a lot of like the wikipedia page actually is a subsection for the japanese video game movies which i think you just have to be into the video game to appreciate and they don't even have tomato scores so yeah we're talking international live action films and um international animation films yeah so like what do you guys think of when you think of a video game movie the jeremy i think sorry (laughs) the, the ones that i think of mainly are the ones that came out when i was a teenager or around about that time starting with like the more i remember the mortal Kombat movie um coming out and everyone was like oh my gosh and it just really like tanking uh in a way that people actually funnily enough people thought that was gonna be really big like it was really highly promoted this was like the late 90s as well but so you know we were used to watching some real bs at the movies like mm-hmm. and thinking it was awesome i uh, will refer you to um the rock um, as in the movie The Rock with Nicolas Cage uh, and Face Off as just kind of like Space action Jam. movies that made no sense whatsoever but were still really fun. AJ, he's talking, can you not? I couldn't, I couldn't see. Him, so I, didn't know, I didn't know he was going to say another word because I couldn't see his mouth opening. So whenever I see, whenever I like think of anyone talking about a video, like I say, um, a video game movie though, the, uh, the chief example for me is Lara Croft Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie. I agree. That yeah. was the first one I became aware of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, For me, though, like, if someone says, like, the words video game movie to me, in my head, the ones I... I I sort of go to ones that don't exist yet. Like, because there's, there's, you know, every second... so creative. (laughs) I'm a visionary. (laughs) (laughs) Like, every six months... Like, the, the... the times I most often see like see discussions around video game movies are things like on Reddit. There's every six months they'll be like Last of Us movie, like who I think should play Joel in a Last of Us movie, or like Sam Raimi joins Last of Us, movie. like these kind of things where it's like because for me that's what sparks the discussion. So when I think of all the opinions I've read or the, the think pieces I've read about video game movies, it comes from you know pre-discussion yeah. rather than the, I, and because i i i wouldn't really sorry i just i, wasn't, I couldn't but, um you. i <laughs> get ready for that joke way more times the blind cast <laughs> um yeah i don't play a lot of like video games really i'd say and i also don't watch a lot of the video game movies because they don't interest me yeah because i haven't played the games like i've never played tomb raider yeah but and so and i haven't seen the movies either what no Wow. They're, they're not very good. Well, apparently <laughs> not. I dispute that. 
You reckon the Tomb Raider movies are good? I enjoyed the first Tomb Raider. Yeah, but movie. can you can you understand the angle well, that they're not good? Like, I can understand the angle that they're not good in the same way I can understand the angle that like the Fast and Furious movies from like five, six, yeah. and seven are not good. Yeah. But objectively, they're fun. Yeah. Whereas I think that like the problem, the main problem with a lot of video game movies is that that oh, we were about to get into like the nub um <laughs> the main problem with, with it's a, not gonna make any sense <laughs> with, with um with video game movies is that they have they start out from a really niche audience and then they have to go blockbuster yeah. and so yeah they just um there's too much expectation they try to be too many they try to be all things to all people rather than just kind of doing their like schlocky yes, some thing. things to some I think people. I think what the significant thing about the conversation of the fact that all video game movies are bad is that the it's not indicative necessarily not on the surface level of the medium that should be bad like there are plenty of video games that have been adapted into movies and they're based on like fantastic video games right mm-hmm. whereas you look at something like um the trend of like comic book movies like people would say I don't know The Dark Knight is a comic book movie and people would regard that as a one of the best movies ever made, you know, like, like yeah, but people love Batman as well. Yeah, exactly. But, but we, Jeremy brought up that, um, he found Tomb Raider fun, but I'm saying, yeah, but there hasn't been a video game dark Knight. There hasn't been a video game, Captain America, the winter soldier. You know what I mean? Like these movies, ah, that, referencing a movie he doesn't like that. Well, but, for, but, but for I'm mainstream saying, appeal, they're, they're critically, they're critically well received. And that's important that there exists, good movies like people who agree that there are good movies from other mediums being adapted mm. but not one from video games yeah no that's a good point and so uh finally this all started in 1993 with the release of super mario bros have you guys seen that the bob hoskins i've one? got oh pictures my in my mind of it yeah i haven't seen it but i mean it's um 15 on Rotten tomatoes but um it's very funny yeah. like it's very silly so yeah did I, I i mentioned as well so the, the the maximum score for um, one of these uh, movies is... Uh, it's It's pizza. Uh, yeah, the highest rated video game adapted movie is Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. And that sits at a whopping 44% of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh so, and keep in mind that Rotten Tomatoes is less a percentage of how good the movie is. It's more of a likelihood that you'll enjoy a film. It's it's a it's aggregating all the reviews and if people re- reviewed it good or bad, which I feel in this conversation actually makes it more damning than like when we're talking about a type of genre of film. Yeah, a whole genre. Yeah, but it's it's like because yeah, it's it's every every review gets a one or a zero, and this is how many ones it got. So it it is like a this is the percentage of people that enjoy it. So it's more like a likelihood that you'll enjoy it. It's a massive moth. There's a moth. Ceiling. Yeah, it came in last night. Ugh. Boy, am I scared of moths. <laughs> uh, Why have they never made a good moth movie? <laughs> Mothra. Yeah, okay. Mothman Prophecies. Was that good, Rich? Um, uh, do you know? What, why would you think I'd watch that? Because you were an adult when it came out and I wasn't. <laughs> because you were an adult. <laughs> no, I did not watch it. Oh, Richard Gere. Anyway, video game movies. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, to prepare for, uh, for this, we thought we'd... Um, dive in and and each sample a different part of the the higher end the cream of the crop the cream the, <laughs> the cream, cream of cream. a rotten crop <laughs> so in preparation for this jeremy lucky boy that he has got 
the highest rated. I got rated. the very top, guys. Uh, and that is the Final Fa- Fantasy, The Spirits Within, the 2001 animated film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I I got the second one and uh, and got the Angry Birds movie, which is 43%. That came out in 2016. And AJ got the, I believe, the third placed one, which was... Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Ben Kingsley. Came out twenty ten. That's got thirty six percent. So, rather than just go through a list of movies that we haven't seen, I mean, we've talked about Tomb Raider a little bit, but uh, I, I kind of want to discuss with you guys what worked and didn't work in your um, in your in the films you saw. Like, are they bad just because they're bad movies, or is it something about adapting a video game? And then, with that information, here twelve minutes in, I'm you know <laughs> finally discussing the the actual game plan of this podcast the hypothesis uh once we've discussed those films we can make predictions for some future video game movies that have been announced and see if we think that they'll be able to break the trend of you know if any of them can or what they're gonna what hmm. pitfalls they're gonna fall into um so it is important to note as well that each of the movies we watched even though they're all video game movies they all fall into different distinctions so Jeremy's was a Final Fantasy movie and Final Fantasy as a series um, it's anthology so every game is a different story and they share similar elements and themes but every game's a different story and so Final Fantasy The Spirits Within I actually believe I could be wrong on this is its own did it feel self-contained? yeah yeah. yeah, yeah so it's its own thing um, Richard with the Angry Birds movie that is a mobile game that's not particularly story heavy um, adapted into film and my one was kind of the, the purest example it's the same as like Tomb Raider and things like that where it's a popular video game Prince of Persia Sands of Time adapted into a movie with a story that tries to honour the game it's based on <clears throat> so those are those are three things I thought would be important to yeah. consider so Jeremy as the um the oldest recipient of the best apparently movie of the group (laughs) yeah did you what did you think did you like it did you love it (laughs) which one is it um none of the above richard none of the above uh so those are your only options i'm afraid (laughs) um so i mean i i remember i it's funny because i remember the i have a a place memory of this film so when you said jeremy you know the other night you were like oh jeremy you can watch final fantasy of spirits within i had this like vivid memory of like walking into the front door of my friend tony's house like when i was about 17 yeah no i mean no i mean like 16 because this came out in 2001 Mm -hmm. um and uh just like remembering that movie being promoed and the fact that like my friend Tony was really into playing Final Fantasy. I think it was either eight or 10 at the time. I literally never played a single second of that, but I watched, I sat there and had, I had to sit there and watch him play that stupid game. Did you say it was so, 2001? Yeah, yeah. It would have been eight then. Because <laughs> 10 didn't come out till like 2006, seven, I think. Okay, good times. Um, so anyway... And I remember seeing the movie being promoted and just being like, oh my gosh, this is such a nerd alert. Like, it's so terrible. <laughs> and like a video... A, a movie. <laughs> That's the great thing about me and Richard as like comedic partners is like, I'll go in a little bit and he'll push it even further. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And then I'll shut it down. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm only on like a couple of podcasts <laughs> a year. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I, yeah, I remember this movie being promoted and just being like, man, this is going to be so lame. Like 
And at that stage, there weren't really. And that you many. were wrong. <laughs> 40, what, 48%? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> so, forty-four. Oh, forty-four percent uh, of uh, critics would 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 like to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing, what was really crazy about it is, I remember at the time. The, I mean, obviously, two thousand one was the year that Fellowship of the Ring was coming out, and they had oh, Gollum happened, and, and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And so, uh, you know, basically, it was the time when when uh, visual artists in film were thinking that they could start to get away with animation being just as good as life. And and I remember all the promos. Oh, I apologize for that. <laughs> I kicked over AJ's Fanta bottle that he left at my feet. Who's in the Who's in the wrong, Jeremy? <laughs> I'm going to say you. Oh yes. For interrupting me. Yes. Um, anyway, well, so I, I, I just remember really hard at the time they like everyone was talking about like, oh man, Final Fantasy, the spirits within, it's going to be the first time there's going to be an, a CGI character that's like, you can't tell that it's CGI and it's, it's like so real funny. to life. And I remember thinking at the time, okay, in the trailers, I can already tell that this is not real to life. And then I watch- can already point out the single character that is CGI. That's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> and then watch, watching it, it's... It, like it's really crazy because it's the same thing with like the Polar Express. It fully falls into that uncanny valley of you know just oh what am I watching? This is really weird. And it's like the whole movie is just this extended um, loading scene from a P- PS2 game. You know, like that. It really feels like you're just watching characters like walking around and talking mm. awkwardly at each other with their eye lines not quite matching up. <laughs> um, and like the crazy thing about this is that there were magazines like you know men's magazines who ran. Um, you know, hottest woman of the year. And it was like the animated, like Aki Ross from the character from Final Fantasy, like did like spreads of her in a bikini. I'm just like, mm. oh, she's- Do you f- disagree? Or? I really do. <laughs> Mostly just because I'm racist I, though. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen the movie, but perhaps the Uncanny Valley is what the spirits were within, I can assume. No. Ah. no. No? No. What are they within? Um, Just the curious. spirits are within everything. Oh. Everybody and all the things. I apologize. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The spirits are in everybody. I, th- I think the, thing, the, the problem with this movie was that it just... It took place in a world that you didn't really recognize. It was dealing with concepts that Pray you didn't really recognize. It. <laughs> thank you. Um, it just... I don't know. It was just so boring. And what was crazy is that you had all these characters that were animated and they were... But they were animated to look like real human beings. So there was no fun to the animation at all. You know, they it wasn't very animated. Well, they... Like, they weren't... You know, obviously they had to do the animation because a lot of it was, you know, to do with spirits and spirits coming out of people's bodies and stuff. And it would have been... Within people's bodies. It would have been really difficult to do that live well, action. I thought you could have hid all the spirits within something. <laughs> do you guys just want me to stop talking? No! Like, no, no, no. <laughs> This is just how AJ and I he work as This is just banter, guys. Jeremy got mailed. Oh, he doesn't get the banter. Um, anyway, so... But, I, like, what's crazy is it had a huge, like, A-list cast of voice actors. Really? Like, yeah, like, well, not A-list, maybe B-list. But, like, way more than you'd expect to get, a, a, you know, a video game Can movie. we guess? Yeah, like Donald Sutherland. Oh, yeah, I'm Donald guessing. Sutherland, Alec Baldwin. Steve Buscemi, I'm guessing. Um, James Woods. Steve Buscemi, yeah. Um, and, oh, I recorded something. David Spade. I recorded a video of me watching the laptop. Um, <laughs> Like, to show you guys something that just basically a little bit of, like, how awkward Steve Buscemi's character is in the movie. Uh, but I'll show it to you afterwards. Anyway, it's bad. Um, put it on our we Instagram. Have, we'll, we'll post it. <laughs> yeah. The thing that... Um, the, I think the thing that I took away from it about why it failed was, I think, first of all, the Uncanny Valley. But second of all, it just... It just plunges you straight into the story. 
and just expects you to deal with it. And I think that's one of the problems with video game movies in general is that in a video game, that's good because you're wanting an immersive experience as a gamer. You can actually be, you can actually, the whole point of it is you're taking part in the world. And so getting plunged into an unfamiliar situation in a world that you don't really know the rules and getting to figure it out as you go along because you're the one who's actually driving the action or at least you're the one who's following the action, but you've still got a part to play. That's a really good thing. But the problem was when you take that sensibility into a movie as a viewer, you like it's really important to get an understanding of what that world is about, why these characters are people that we should care about. You know, like basically this movie just introduces a whole bunch of characters and does almost no development with them. It's all about them trying to figure out why these phantom ghosts are like ruining the earth and how they can stop them. And in the first 10 minutes, you're in like the sort of, you know, kind of Senate briefing where they're like, no, we need to use an enormous gun to kill this asteroid. And then the like scientist girl that you're following is just like, no, I've got a spirit inside of me. And everyone's like, <gasps> like, it's just, you know, like it's just the titular spirit within. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, I haven't seen it, but I believe there were the opposite complaint was made of Duncan Jones's Warcraft film. Because that's based on a heavy... It's too realistic. It's it's based on a heavily mythologized... Is that a word? Mm. A heavy mythology. And what apparently Warcraft did was they cut out everything that wasn't exposition. So in the the opposite way that you need to basically be really into Final Fantasy to understand this movie, which should stand on its own, Duncan Jones' Warcraft was... That yeah, everything, it wasn't everything any, is explained for it you. It wasn't anything to do with like the war strategy, and it was all about like what happens when the trolls go home yeah, to their yeah, children. Yeah, totally it wasn't different. about the war; it was about the, the craft. craft yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's that's really interesting. So I think I think a similar thing that I discovered with Prince of Persia. Um, oh, cool, you can tell us when it's your turn. Huh? <laughs> what? I said, oh, cool, you can tell us when it's your turn to speak, AJ. Oh, okay. Are you running no, this no, podcast, AJ? Go. Um, do you want? Do you want to speak, Richard? No, well, I, mean, I was going to go into Sydney order, but actually, yours one. Yours flies on way more, way, way okay. more better. So, <laughs> have either of you played Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time? Uh, no, but I can pretend I have. Helps you. No, it doesn't. It's I been, played a haven't. demo version of it on PC in mm. like a computer store in Rickerton Mall in Christchurch one time. Cool. Because um, I loved the original Prince of Persia, like the two so, D so ones. Was that the two D ones? Yeah, yeah the two day two D like. I was reading up. It's essentially yeah. this one guy like made prince of persia and he's he wrote the movie like he oh. he's actually stayed with the franchise um, that's before you continue talking about the movie can we just quickly i mean you kind of briefly touched on it but what's the, i know the gameplay of final fantasy it's like a turn-based rpg mm-hmm. predominantly yeah and you said about um angry birds of course being my bike what's actually the game I, I don't know i don't know anything about prince of persia cool so essentially um it's a platformer, I guess, would right. be the, the closest thing I could call it. It's very, it reminds me of like the Tomb Raider games in terms of how it looks. There might be more about character models than anything else. But I, so I have very special memories about Prince of Persia Sands of Time. Me and my dad played it together. I remember pl- it, what felt like months playing that game with my dad every night and getting really into this. It felt in, like a month every night. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> getting really into this engrossing story and these lovable characters. Like, lovable. That, I, I would That's say. That's so lovable. I, I, would, I, I would argue, and I haven't played in a while, but I would argue that Prince of Persia Sands of Time is one of the best games you can get on PS2. Because oh beyond the, the great story and the great characters, um, and I think this taps into what I've learned about video game movies and why they don't work, is that Prince of Persia, The Santa Time, and Angry Birds as well, and less so Final Fantasy, they are based around a mechanic 
that's the selling point of the game is that there's a gimmick. So in Prince of Persia Sands of Time, you have a dagger that when you press a button on it, you you can rewind time. So say you're fighting, oh, whoa. Uh, you, say say you're fighting zombies and you get killed, you have like five seconds to hit x or whatever button it is and you suddenly go back 10 seconds and you can refill the dagger i think you get like eight you can i think you you open more as the game goes the on sands of time can be refilled yeah the sands of time can be refilled just with any sand or like does it have to be the there's sand? like pickups like objects there's like a sands of time distillery yeah yeah yeah. and and like right before the boss battle i'm guessing he has like heaps of sand just lying around his castle yeah, exactly that's exactly what happens um oh my god richard are you sure you haven't played this game but, but it, it, also, it also flowed into the way you solve puzzles because you might need to go ahead and then go back and and stuff like that to work like you know work out how to solve things and you use you basically you use time travel and it's repeated it's done a lot and it's done differently and well, the thing is also is that you want to use it yeah. because as a game player you are going to fail exactly. and and the thing is that you basically when you're playing a game part of the deal in playing a game is that you know that you're not going to get all the way through yeah. the story in the first try in fact you would be super disappointed if you could yeah because yes. you oh, want to I actually work at it and and get better and yeah. and explore the world a little and so you don't mind if the story is interrupted and you have to go back to the beginning mm-hmm. which means that like you say the mechanic is more important than the plot line mm-hmm. and which is why the the biggest the biggest thing I can think of where video games and movies as their own separate art forms butt heads is that video games need repetition to be good and movies don't want repetition. Like repetition right. in a movie would be annoying. It's the same thing happening over and over again. In a video game, you rewind time. You're like, holy shit, that was awesome. I want to do that again. In a movie, you wouldn't. He does like in the in the Sands of Time movie, they rewind time maybe six times the whole movie, and it's never used in what I would describe as like the quintessential time you're supposed to rewind yeah. the clock. And so, yeah, there's that. There's the the fact that a movie needs almost at its very basis, a movie needs a good story to be good. Everything else in a movie can be relatively like par. But if the story's good, that can elevate it. In a video game, you almost don't need story. And if you if, if anyone talks about the story in a video game being real good, it's usually because it's paired with mechanics and with gameplay to make a, a, a transcendent experience, which you can't get when you're just watching that and not playing it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a real good analysis. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, and, and part of the repetition, like, for instance, I mean, if we think about, you know, it would be interesting to talk about our own favorite video games that we ever played. Angry but Birds. my favorite <laughs> my favorite games that I ever played were the ones where, like, you know, you basically were just a character who had to go through a maze that had, like, lots of the same sorts of difficulty, but then, like... I'm guessing you're talking about Pac-Man. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, um, like, Mar- like Super Mario 64 is probably the, my favorite. Or GoldenEye like mm. GoldenEye or Super Mario 64. But basically what you've got is you've got the same set of skills that you learn how to do, but then on each like level or n- environment that you end up in, like they combine you, differently. Yeah. They, they combine differently or you have to learn how to use them in a different way because there's slightly different challenges that come. Yeah. And then you get given like a like, you know, in Mario, you get the flying hat at a certain point. Yeah. And then there's a whole another level of stuff you can do in each level, yeah. which is awesome. But that would be the, you know a terrible movie yeah. because a movie's got to have one plot that's essentially about one or two or three main characters that's all you can have time for and it's got to start and finish within an hour and a half two hours yeah and so and exactly so you've got a 
the, the reason you love Super Mario 64 so much is because of the way you play it. You, you have to strip that away for a movie. And imagine if you saw a movie of Super Mario 64. Oh, also, <laughs> the way, I mean, because that's, that's so true because you're saying the way you play it. I yeah. remember like watching my friends play Super Mario 64, like they had it on their Nintendo 64 and I had it on mine and I'd go around to their house and they'd be playing the levels. I'm like, why are you going that way around the yeah. course? Like, that's the stupidest way to start. Like, why wouldn't you go? But I realize yeah. it's like, they, they're still getting all the coins. Mm. They're just doing it in the opposite way to the way I did yeah. it. But there's a familiarity to these games that's very personal because you spend so many hours doing the same thing. Yeah. And so when you see it on a screen, you're just seeing one person's interpretation of how it might be a good narrative arc, which is always going to be disappointing. But the problem is it's also going to have to contain enough of the original game that it is still recognizably that property, which means that people who aren't in love with that game property, like... You know, and, and are just coming along to watch a movie are also going to be dissatisfied because yeah. they're like, why are they doing that? Well, because if Super Mario 64 was a movie, it's about a weird looking fat plumber trying to rescue a princess from a dinosaur. That's not a, like, yeah, that's not going to, that, 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 you know, that isn't going to And make going it. through like Cloudland yeah, and yeah. Forestland that's, and that's, Lava Land. There's not much narrative interest in super mario 64 specifically Mm. and when i think of games that do have good stories where the best part about the game of the story i think of something like the last of us and that story that's apparently being adapted into a movie but that story is great because it's what 14 hours long yeah that story is great because you can spread out with it so really that would be a bit of tv series and maybe we need to do tv instead of movies maybe that's yeah, no, notch um, number one for our Hollywood execs. Yeah. So I think you've you've touched into a really good point that uh, the length of video games is mm-hmm. often a really hard thing to adapt. Um, but you also have yeah the, the lack of control of a movie yeah. is because that's why yeah like you can with a video game you say about the the story thing you can forgive a lot more in a game like the game doesn't have to have anything good as long as it's fun to play. Angry Birds, prime example, right? Yeah, exactly. And they actually, you probably didn't mean to, but they actually segues really well. I didn't mean to. I was hoping it wouldn't happen. Um, Into the film I watched, which (laughs) was, in fact, Angry Birds. So I'm sure everyone's familiar with the app from uh, 10 years ago, 10 years ago next year. So nine years ago. Um, Yeah, um, 2009 came out. And it's basically you. A little slingshot you pull back and fire angry birds at little pigs in little houses. And the film came out two years ago, and it's got a great cast. Jason Sudeikis plays Red, the main character. He's along for the writer as two... Uh, yeah, they start out as frenemies, but end up as best of... Part, they end up inseparable. Uh, the yellow bird called Chuck, which is Josh Gad, and then the big blow-upy one called Bomb, and that's Danny McBride. So, great trio of um, of leads. The villain is voiced by Bill Hader. You've also got uh, Maya Rudolph, uh, Keegan-Michael Keyes in it. It's got, like, every single voice in this film was like, oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, or girl, you know? Um, like Kate McKinnon, she's in it as well. And this film is genuinely a good film. <laughs> like, it's actually... It's not even just, like, it's better than I expected. If this was any other property... It'd have like 80, 90% of Rotten Tomatoes. The, the fact that people, people went into this film wanting to hate it. Right. People, like I went into this film wanting to, like when it came, when, I remember when it was announced and then it took two years to come out. I was like, fuck, they're doing that now. And then it took another two years to come out. And I'm watching it another two years later. And, but it's because, okay. So 
Angry Birds has been downloaded three over three billion times. So that means that half the population of the world have downloaded this. No, well, because obviously we have multiple um, devices. But yeah, three three billion downloads, and it doesn't really have a storyline. I mean, like you can follow the little pictures that they come along, but basically the plot line of the movie is you've got this guy Red. He's got anger issues. He ends up um, almost killing someone's baby, and so. <laughs> They, it, it's, it's, it's done real weird. So it starts off, he's like, accidentally cracks this egg. And I'm like, fuck, did he just like, you know, give this woman an involuntary abortion? But I was like, oh, they just hatched early. And like, because when they, when they cracked mm. up and the person was already, the um, bird was the already person. there. But the, you <laughs> the don't, person in the egg. You don't see the bird that's inside the egg for like another scene. I'm just like, they actually just, they just murdered this. But then, um, the whole town kind of hates Red because he's such a dick and they, they, um, the judge sentences him to uh, the uh, anger management class, which is the, the highest punishment the law um, can can do. And I, I'm only going into the plot so much just to show like how much it they've managed to inject into the film. And then uh, these pigs come into town. The leader of them is voiced by uh, Bill Hader, and they sort of take over the town. They're all fun, and everyone's on board with them. But uh, Red sort of senses a um, an ulterior motive, so. He ends up discovering something. No one really believes him. Uh, but then the pigs take all of the eggs, which is the sort of central conceit of the game is that, like, you're doing this because the pigs have your eggs. Um, like, but, of course, you don't need to know that to play the game. That's but. really, like, it's just, like, plot-wise, like, what, why, why would pigs want eggs? Like, bacon and eggs? Or, like... No, I mean, it, 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 like, they just want to eat the eggs. That's just like, but it's pigs one of those things. Eggs, maybe it's because of uh, pigs will eat anything. I believe <laughs> that's true. Right. right. Um, but maybe it's one of those things. that's like because I've already just been like, you know, this game's been in my in my mind for like nine years. That I can, I'm just like, yeah, cool. This is what they look like. This is what they look like. And um, so then eventually they, the pigs take their the eggs back to uh, Piggy Island, uh, but not before they gift the birds a giant slingshot just to be like look we can deliver food anywhere on your island with a slingshot so the birds take the slingshot to sorry um sorry i was wobbling the table uh the birds take the slingshot to piggy island and there's this amazing scene of the birds being like what how are we gonna get over there what are we gonna do and they all start slingshotting each other and they all have the same powers from the game so like there's the the teacher of the anger, anger management place is the female red one and she like gets halfway in the air and then shoots an egg out of her butt and not only does it do heaps of damage but she goes off in another direction one of them boomerangs one of them blows up and like it's this weird like it's actually they have these supernatural powers that are just like not explained before or since but it just it's the I can't think of something to compare it to, but it's like that the moment in a film that you're waiting for the entire time and yeah, then yeah. it just 100% delivers. Because, like, there's mechanics, and I don't know how people, familiar people are always, but you, you guys with the Angry Birds game, but, you know, there's, like, the three different kind of materials you have yeah. in the game. So there's, like, glass, wood, and um, and stone. And they... the So it's, like, obviously it's in 3D. And the way that the town's built, it's, like... It looks like a giant town, but like if you look closely, you can see it's all wood or glass and stuff like that. And when you know, a bird goes through the background, and it goes, it 
cuts through the glass like butter kind of thing and then the way the towers collapse it's all done so well and they do every time a pig gets hurt it gets one eye swollen up purple and eventually you know they get the the eggs back but it's it's also set it's like a thing of the world it takes place and even though they're birds they can't fly and they reference a couple times be like do you know why birds can't fly and someone says something ridiculous like yeah when birds fly and so yeah that's it's such it's actually such a good movie and like it's got a really good sense of humor it's it's not too with i mean obviously it has its message at the end like all kids have kids films have but it's not too ham-fisted with it it's just (laughs) ham-fisted hey that that would that's that would line would not be out of place in this film but yeah i would actually it's a film i'd actually genuinely recommend and i from the phenomenon aj and i've noticed on the film franchise Fortnite's podcast is that sequels often rated way higher because if the first film of a franchise, you know, if even if people, especially if people don't know it's going to be a franchise, everyone's watching it and reviewing it and everyone puts their two cents in. But then the sequel, it's like only the people that are on board with the first one are going to see it. Mm. So the reviews are often a lot higher. And I mark my words when it comes out, Angry Birds 2, if it's as good as the first one, will be the highest rated comic book movie of all time. Video game movie. Yep, that's what I said. <laughs> Uh, like just watch, <laughs> watching it, you and listening to you do that, like that whole what what we all just had, tribe. what we all just had to go through, like far more detail about that shitty movie than I've ever wanted to hear about in my entire life. It was like what I imagine hearing someone talk about, like their cult leader when they're like fully enmeshed in a cult. Like you just. You were saying all these things that, like, I was just like, that sounds so bad and so dumb. But the way you were saying it and the look on your face when you were saying it was convincing me that you genuinely enjoyed all of it. And now I feel like I want to watch the movie. Because, yeah, but- I mean, like, and don't get me wrong. I've got I've got no attachment to Angry Birds. It's not like, but seeing the, the, the scene where it's like, they, it's actually a game of Angry Birds, just because it's a cultural phenomenon, or at least it was like 10 years ago, I was like oh they're doing it awesome and so like like this is the money shot this is what yeah, you came to the angry birds this movie is godzilla blasting his laser breath in yeah, the 24 yeah it's that it's that thing of like oh he's got this power like they've got this but they're probably not going to use it right and then you see the one moment it's like yes yeah but isn't isn't yeah okay cool uh isn't isn't that equivalent to like I've never seen it, but I would assume in Pixels, the bit where they actually have to play the games with the like, you know, the 3D monsters that are coming from from outer space, and they actually end up having to like essentially do the gameplay with like all the like Mr. Pac Man and like all this yeah. stuff, and, and Mr. They... Pac, that's <laughs> Mr. Pac Man to you. <laughs> I'm Mr. Manager. Um, yeah, like so. It's funny because it's like in that scene. Apparently, I mean, I've I've heard from reviews that like everyone's just like, oh gosh, this is happening now. This now's the bit where they're gonna do the games that you know brought us into this movie, and that's kind of a like it's like they have to do it. And what you're saying is that they essentially they had to do this bit in order because it's what you're waiting for. But they actually pulled it off, and it was a delight. Yeah, it, it's it's like because. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the, what the sort of difference... Like, actually, to be fair, I have seen Pixels. And the the Pac-Man scene is actually quite a... Like, removed from the film and, and any context or anything like that, it's actually quite a cool scene. Right. Like, like, that short film that Pixels is based on is actually quite cool. Yeah, which yeah. Is like, it, it's just saying. like... Um, it's one of those... Like, it's basically just a car chase through, I, I think, Manhattan. Um, but it's like... It's shot 
cool. It's they, there's some cool moves in it and, and things like that. And they and they use the because um, they have like the power ups, the 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 mm-hmm. ghost pellets and things like that. Um, and it all you know works. It, it works quite well. So that when I when I watched Pixels, I, I watched. I had a bowl of wine by myself and I, <laughs> and. And I was watching Pixels, and I was fully expecting to hate it. And I remember, I don't really remember much else about the movie. It is a bad movie, don't get me wrong. But I remember being like, ah, that was actually pretty cool. There's some cool, there's some cool moves in it. Right. But um, it didn't have the same sort of stand up and cheer kind of. I mean, obviously, it's not that that much. Well, I guess but- it's because you're not on board with the movie. Yeah, like, I get, and, and like, and that's the thing is like when you know, like whenever you're talking about movies that are just cheesy and dumb and all this sort of stuff, like I, I constantly refer to um back to like the uh uh like um the what's the word fast and furious franchise you're like as someone who loves good movies i in no way should i love the fast and furious franchise because it's just so dumb so untethered from reality you know all that sort of stuff but there's something about just the sort of heart and the 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 humor of the characters and the knowingness of the creation of the films that when they do stuff like you know fling a car between buildings and keep driving it i just love it i'm just like yeah you're doing it well you're doing the thing that i came to this movie to see which is this outlandish crazy concept sort of action um and i'm on board with it it's being it's being in on the joke and a similar parallel you could draw um would be another medium that has at least one good movie adaptation out of it which should be clue the board based on the video game yeah board game cluedo have you seen clue the movie yeah actually yeah Uh, i know what you mean and it's a similar kind of like yeah they didn't have to but they're doing the thing yeah yeah so and you've played cluedo jeremy yeah yeah the, the, the game in the i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Movie. It's from like the eighties. Um, there's a part where the butler, played by Tim Curry, they're trying to figure out who killed the the, the guy, and they're running around the room. And the, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. The plot contrives all these little things to happen to the point where Tim Curry actually says the line, "No, we need to find out who killed him in what room and with what." Which is the rules of Cluedo, yeah, yeah. and in a similar, it's, I cheered when I got to that. I was like, "Great, that's such a nod, wink." And that's what you're saying with Angry Birds is that they they show the game, they 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 create this the real world scenario, real world, the, yeah. the story <laughs> scenario in which an Angry Birds game would actually take place. Yeah, yeah, it's like because they introduced the slingshot earlier on, and it's like even if they'd just been like check off slingshot, yeah, but the the fact that they all then have their powers and it's, it's 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 not foreshadowed in any way but like in a in a cool way like it's not like oh it came out of nowhere because i because i guess you're familiar with the game um but the fact that they can all they all like light up and do whatever they're meant to from the game it just worked it yeah, just worked mm. and and aside from that it's genuinely a funny movie it's heartwarming and it's got a great cast so and it's like that's kind of all you look for on does a, that mean the podcast a, is over because there is a good video game movie and it's angry birds 
Yeah, I, mean, I actually just can't fault it. So, but okay, I can fault it if I may, having not seen it. Um, <laughs> I would say if Angry Birds is the only good video game movie, that's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. that's that's its biggest fault is that when I think of a, a good video game movie, I want Tomb Raider to be good. Like, I don't want the yeah. best one to be based off a phone. App. Well, that, that, what's interesting about that though is that what I was because um, I'm just thinking about basically what you've what we've said about Angry Birds and to a you know lesser extent the sort of bits of pixel that you enjoyed and it's essentially that it's not the film's not taking itself too seriously it knows why everyone's there it's got a humor around it and it just basically expects you to be on board with it and that's exactly what the lego movie was and i think the lego movie is a really good example for certain types of video games of like you know this is how you can do it in a fantastical way where you basically import a bunch of story around the mechanics that we all know about playing with Lego, but you basically just use, you use the Lego platform almost as a way to tell a story rather than trying to tell the same story that you've necessarily, like, you know, tell the same story that you've, you've had as a through line through a video game. Now, the problem with that is that a lot of the video games that they try and make are not comedic. And they're not like new, like I said, Lego is a is a neutral medium. It's mm-hmm. not. It's neither comedic nor dramatic. You can make it whatever you want, and that was the strength of Lego. Um, but when you're talking about something like Lara Croft, you're talking about something like Final Fantasy or The Last of Us. You can't actually make that funny. Like you can make it winking in the way that you know Angelina Jolie's um, Lara Croft Tomb Raider was. And I, I mean, to this day, I still have amazing memories of that film. Like when she's swinging around in her mansion to like U2's Elevation, mm-hmm. like on the like <laughs> silk. So, it was just like it was pre- <laughs> it was it was pretty iconic and i thought it was yeah. it was really fun in the same way that they like basically they were basically riffing like it was an it was a female indiana jones yeah um which you know i enjoyed and the dog sled race and all that sort of stuff like great memories of that film um but you know when when video game movies try to take themselves seriously and basically try not to uh betray like the fans of that video game I think that's where they probably get into trouble. Yeah, like this, you kind of just brought up the start, but the the scene from Pixels that I enjoyed and like that, that scene I've been talking about from Angry Birds are like, they're cool scenes. And in Pixels, it's in a bad movie. Whereas like that could, the scene from Angry Birds, it feels almost like a, just a commercial for the ad that's like got a high budget and it's like, you know, d- doing a 3D version of the game to show the mechanic. But then, and it's this sort of contrivance of moving creating an entire movie around this high budget ad for the game that it's like, okay, what can the plot be so that this has to exist? And then you take that scene out, take um, the IP out of it and just leave like the the characters and stuff like that. You've still got a good movie. And that's the difference is whereas like, it sounds like Prince of Persia and Final Fantasy are too ingrained and trying to like do justice. Yeah, it's interesting because Prince of Persia, the movie, isn't the same story as the game. Right. So the game is set entirely, almost entirely within one palace. Um, there are similar characters, but I mean, in the game, the prince doesn't have a name, and in the movie, he's called Dastan. And like, that's set in a desert, like across a desert. It's not set within one set space. And maybe, I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe like adventuring through one palace wouldn't seem right in a movie I guess it's like the raid but in, yeah. in, in like well, in Arabia the game essentially is because story is allowed to take a back seat in a game mm. what are you talking about before Jeremy with the Lego movie and 
sort of combining that with what I said about Clue and what you said about Angry Birds with with setting setting it up so that scene with them knocking down the tower can happen. When I think of the, that equivalent in the Lego movie, it's when they're building the car and they're like, have you got this piece? Have you got this piece? Have you got this piece? And this, this I think, is the crux of the the pop the paradox of making a good video game movie is that you want that scene that's a wink and a nudge that says this is a video game movie this is us showing that because without it it doesn't need to be the video game movie mm. so so they need that scene that's a wink and a nudge because without it it's just a movie and it doesn't need to be tied to the video game property at all. And then, you know, what's the point in anything? Because Prince of Persia, you could have not called it Prince of Persia and not and taken the Sands of Time mechanic out of it, which you could easily do because it barely, it six times. It, it barely, yeah, they barely factored in, into the story. It could be any kind of MacGuffin and call it Dust Arm, the Prince in the Sand. And people would, yeah, they'll probably draw comparisons to Prince of Persia, the games. But that's in the same way that, like, people draw comparisons between uncharted and indiana jones like the very reason that uncharted as a series isn't viewed as like contrived is because it's a video game well i, w- yeah. I, w- I would say that like a real and, and something that you, a, a film that i think of as a video game is clash of the titans okay like, I, I mean that is the perfect example of a movie that feels like it was from a video game property because it's just like what is going on here? Like, they've gone very high concept. There's, like, you know, these enormous worms and, you know, things. Like, just what what is going on? And also there's, like, no real character that you can, like... You know, there's no defining characteristics of this character who's, who you're supposed to think of as the hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is also something that's very, uh, like, common within... Um, video game movies is that you've either got a collection of heroes because a video game you can choose from a number of different characters that you can play as or it's like kind of as vanilla a character that you're playing at so that you can infuse it with you know it's basically a mary sue um character like you know it's like a brunette sort of person who's just awesome and their whole characteristic is they're awesome at everything like assassin's creed you know, and so and and people who are just awesome, awesome at Assassin's Creed. Yeah, people who are just awesome at everything are not compelling characters, and I think that's another major falling <laughs> for point. <last> year, <laughs> um, well, yeah. actually, more for Force Awakens, but I like I like the Force Awakens more. Um, okay, so well, I, actually, you sorry, you've touched on a good point. Is that um, like talking about movies that feel like video game movies, like The Raid? could just be a Street Fighter clone video game movie. Like, it could be based on anything. And so the fact that there are movies like The Raid that are so good is like, why can't there be a good video game movie? You know? Because because The Raid and, and, and plenty of action movies are essentially just, even like John Wick, you know, these are like, they're just action movies that are just beat em ups, but they're just a good movie. And the fact that you can't just pick any random, you know, Street Fighter clone and turn it into a good action movie. Like, the fact that no one's done that yet. I mean, I think the reason is because in order to actually buy the property of a video game, you've got to be a big studio with a massive budget and put a lot of money behind it. And that 
recipe that is you know those ingredients form a recipe for a director who's actually got some like vision and taste not really being able to do what they want to do mm-hmm. um like you know the raid you know the, the examples that you gave were essentially independent films where like a first time or a you know really relatively recent director got to do something that they'd been really passionate about putting on screen for a while yeah. whereas you know basically with these kind of movies most of the time you know big studios just get kind of journeyman directors to to just sort of put something on screen yeah. because it's a well-known property that's going to make money. Yeah, that's a really good point. But so, oh, sorry, you have something you want to say, AJ? I, I just saw around the corner of your mm. thing and thought, oh, is that a visual clue? I feel, I feel if we were to like summarize all of these points, I actually don't, like my, my thinking is it's actually not possible to make a, a video game movie any better than something like Angry Birds. As you've it's described, just, it. it's just choosing what to adapt. Yeah, like the, because I think the main things that you lose in a film are the length and people trying to condense them down always fails. Uh, the fact that what people enjoy about a video game is that you're in control of it. Well, because the, okay, I, I sort of mentioned this before. The reason Uncharted is a good video game and people enjoy it is because people watched a bunch of Indiana Jones movies and went, "Man, I'd love to play that as a video game." And they just made it an original IP, like they didn't. Like Uncharted's great. I'm not. I'm not saying it's unoriginal, yeah, but it's not. It's like there's no reason to make that into a movie because then you're just going back to Indiana Jones. Yeah, well, we are getting an Uncharted. Movie. I know, but that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Is a problem with it is that I can't think of a way to take all of what we've been talking about, all of what we've learned, and put it into an Uncharted movie that didn't that needed to be an Uncharted movie. Yeah. Well, I think it's there's there's parallels to be drawn with another, like, you know, I think there's another really classic, like, you know, your sort of diatribe at the beginning about how there's very few art forms that have failed to con- to um, go, go to film. I actually think that the 30-minute sitcom has failed in every situation to go into a feature-length movie. You know, there's actually quite a number of, of TV shows, whether they be 30-minute or hour-length um, TV shows, that have tried to do a movie after their run finished. And I can't, for the life of me at the moment, think of a successful one. Like, I mean, the Simpsons movie was, you know, middling and undercooked at best. People didn't really connect with it because the way that those characters are normally written and the kinds of stories that are normally told with them, there's just a, a sort of a, you know, a, a, a pace to those stories that we're used to. And when they're not, when it's, you know, when that's, you know, stretched out in a movie or with a video game, when it's condensed into something that's far less complex with the, than the kind of gameplay you're used to um, and the kind of sort of side quests and blah, 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 as you, you're used to being able to do, when it's boiled down to just the nuts and bolts of one character's arc, it's ultimately quite unfilling. So this is going to sound like I'm disagreeing with you, but I think it's actually building into a, an, an uber point here. As to counter your there are no good TV show movies, I'd maybe put South Park as a good TV show movie. Like if you like South Park, yeah. you'll like the South Park movie. But South Park is such a wild outlier in terms of what we think of when we think of TV shows, right? Mm-hmm. So in the same way that Angry Birds was good because the stakes were way lower. Like if the Angry Birds movie was bad, you're not going to get hordes of Angry Birds fans to be like, they ruined Angry Birds, you know? Whereas like yeah. M. Night Shyamalan's thrown out for making a bad Avatar movie, you know? Yeah, he's like, he like managed to crawl back in the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the to me, it looks like the only reason, the only way you can make a good video game movie it's if, one no one cares about. It's if you take one no one cares about and make that half decent and include these wink nudge moments that we've said um, 
and stay true. I don't know. There's so many out like caveats here that I don't know how to condense into one idea. I mean, I think for if we're going for like sort of summing up final thoughts, I would say that the only well, we've way got, we've got a whole other section of the podcast <laughs> to talk about, Jeremy. Oh, we do. We do. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, but I mean, great. I wasn't sick of this at my, all. <laughs> my thoughts. My thoughts for now is that essentially you've got. Um, yeah, I, I, as I said before, I do think that. Um, yeah, I, I do think that a, a TV series is probably the only way to go in order to put this on screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it depends on the property a lot. Like something like The Last of Us, which you mentioned is like what twenty hours long, something like that. Something like that, probably. Um, yeah, like you need to stretch that out. It takes place oh, over man. a year. Yeah, look, I The Last of Us is probably my favorite game of all time. One of my favorite pieces of media. All, all time. Yeah, yeah, same. Like it's probably it's definitely my favorite story in a game. Yeah, and the thought of the fact, like the fact that they're making that into a movie i just can't see how it's going to honor that because they either have to do something real different that i won't care or so similar that but it'll be too dangerous to undermine that original work yeah well the length is necessary to the last of us the length that how long it takes to ingest that experience is very much part of the art of that game yeah so i'd love to just kind of talk about upcoming films with you guys uh so there is there is a, a bit of a slate sort of slated. Uh, next month we've got uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Rampage. I mean, again, this is like a base it on a shitty IP. Yeah, no one cares that, about with no story. Be, I mean, I don't think it's going to be good as a movie, but that is the way to go. Is basically like no one cares about the story, as you said, of, of Rampage, but to see those monsters in their full form will be pretty cool. Yeah, and just like you know, it, it's it's a action a light-hearted action movie with the rock and it's got kaiju on it and it's like yeah that's the fact you're basing again rampage might get a resurgence in popularity because of the film but no one's going to be going oh they didn't on a rampage i mean people are already saying that because they've changed the, yeah, the look right. and premise of some of the monsters but uh but, but another, i don't care <laughs> another big sort of cornerstone release we've got coming out that's based on a video game is detective pikachu <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is a different conversation. I don't know if we could. I mean, put that into like that's got all the Pokemon behind it. I don't think it's. Yeah, but well, the fact that they're basing this on one specific video game. I know, but what to me the examples of Rampage and Angry Birds and Detective Pikachu, whether it's good or bad, like I want to see the equivalent of Prince of Persia: Sands of Time done well. You know what I mean? Like I want to see the. Uh, when you th- when you say video game adaptation, that quintessential example done well. Can yeah. you imagine a Gran Turismo movie? Well, no. there was a Need for Speed movie. Yeah, there was a Need for Speed. It was oh, real bad. <laughs> Surprisingly. Um, well, I mean, maybe that all that perfect thing will arrive two weeks later. Isn't that ridiculous? Uh, when Minecraft comes out. Minecraft, damn. Minecraft, read, uh, directed by Rob McCallany. Does, is that any different from something like Angry Birds, though, or Rampage? Well, like, or the Lego movie, really? Yeah, like, it's yeah. a world-building kind of movie. Yeah, it's, it's another one of those, what the hell is the plot going to be? Also, yeah, the thing, thing is that, like, there's that thing about Minecraft where you just fall in love with the blockiness of it all. You know, mm-hmm. like, the, 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 real, the people who love Minecraft, like, and have spent literally, like, weeks and months and years of their lives, like, shifting blocks into different positions. Building the entire island from Lost. You know, like, yeah, it's interesting because we talk about taking control away from the person. Like, 
Minecraft is all control. It's nothing else. Yeah, but also like it's 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 not about the beautiful visuals. I mean, I'm assuming that they're not animating the film out of Minecraft blocks. I'm well, assuming I mean, there's, there's no information about it. I'm I mean, assuming Mac from Always Sunny's directing, and that's it. I'm yeah. I'm gonna guess they make it look like the game. Really? Maybe slightly up. Actually, do you, know, do you know what? This is actually under the um, live action section, not the animated. So. You're kidding. That's real interesting then. Yeah. So maybe there is some information out there. You guys Imagine if, if it's live action, but all the humans are still cubes. So like they just morph these, like say like, I don't know, Ryan Reynolds is in this one and it's just Ryan Reynolds, but they've CGI'd his head to be a cube shape. See, I feel like they have to do something like that and there is the potential for it to be good. Uh, after that TBA, we've got Uncharted. And so that's, again, Uncharted's a, a quite a story-driven thing and it's a lot about becoming indiana jones and you've got a video game that rips off a movie and now we're having a movie adaptation of it but yeah yeah, exactly man the interesting thing we're doing that they're doing with this is they've cast tom holland as nathan drake and if you're not familiar with uncharted the character of nathan drake is what in his late 30s mid 40s by the end of the series wow yeah so yeah he's like yeah starts off early 30s ends late mid 40s probably and 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 it it is a part of the story that he's he's aged um but they've cast 21 23 24 year old significantly someone who's who's like most famous for playing a 16 year old yeah 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 and in in the way that he currently looks yeah yeah Yeah, and you know someone with a lot of gymnastic ability which gives me a lot of um hope for it because one of the things about uncharted that like it's so set in real life, except the main character has freakish upper body strength. Yeah, and like, same with Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, but like, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I if, if I Tomb was Raider. to give a, if like, I wouldn't say Uncharted has a mechanic across the board in the same way. It's well, Prince it's climbing. Of does. Yeah, if it does have one, I'd say it's the climbing is what makes up the game. Is that you can if if you see a wall and it's got little blinky shiny bits on it, you can climb the entire thing. Yeah. with no harness like it's it's it is it is the most unrealistic part of the game but it's also pretty it's fun. just exciting yeah, it's yeah. fun yeah so that, that's another one that's ripe for a winky nudgy moment of being like oh look how but even but that's not even that like and, and also uncharted's a good um uh tone to adapt as yeah, well yeah. that it's it's serious enough to be fun and have like a, and have a proper plot and through line, but it's also the game itself is lighthearted enough that they can have these wink and nudgy moments without undermining the film. Hey man, if it's good, the video game market's going to bust wide open even more than it is already. Yeah, that if if they, if they make a good Uncharted movie, regardless of if it complies to all these things we've stated about what a good video game movie should have, like they're going to make sequels. And that could be our next big blockbuster series. Could be our next big podcast. Just talking yeah. about it, but um, I mean, as well as that, um, we haven't talked about it. But Assassin's Creed should have been the first good one. I know, oh, absolutely. Like, like the that- talent that they assembled for that film was just <laughs> unreal, and and like also talent that were at the height of their like recognition as being super talented. Like Michael Fassbender was. Like, he'd just come off the back of some incredibly, like, critically successful films. Yeah, well, I mean, it was um, the director, him and Marion Cotillard, um, just come off the back of Macbeth. Yeah. Which was incredible. And so it's like, you know, the, the, this trio back together again. And they're going to take this property seriously and do a proper grown-up story. Yeah, have you guys I, seen it? No. 
No. no neither. Right. Well, I, mean, I was actually like, going to suggest that I watch that because I, yeah. st- I still want to watch it to figure out why it's so terrible. Because, because I heard that it was set, it wasn't even set mostly in the yeah, past. That, that's one of the big things. So, I get, like, Assassin's Creed... I haven't played it. I, I can explain it. But like, what, one of its big mechanics is like jumping off of things, right? Yes. Well, sorry, the, sorry. and the whole idea is that you like you can enter into the like DNA memories of your ancestors. It, yeah. Yeah. So the game, and, the games are set partly in the future, and you go into something called the Animus, which sends your consciousness back into your ancestor which is a really cool idea for the beginning of a video game where you want to be able to roam around in ancient times and also gives the 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 sequels the opportunity to do different timelines which they did yeah Yeah. totally but the and and so really really cool and as gamers because that's like that's not by any stretch of the imagination the most outlandish sort of prompt for a storyline that you want to enter into you're like yeah that's great but for a movie, you're like, really? <laughs> like, really? Yeah, well, I mean, appara- and apparently it's like over 60% set in the modern day or something like that. What a tragic but, idea. Like, I mean, because they, they, they did the, like, the tallest dive or whatever it is or however you describe it, but like free jump thing that's from the game. Um, and that was like, you know, the shot on the trailer and everyone was like, this one might be good. Yeah. And... Turns out that was half of the time they even spent in the world. Mm. Well, <laughs> it's like the so you've got Michael Fassbender as Assassin's Creed, and then Alicia Vikander was cast in uh, Tomb Raider, which comes out next week. That in the husband and wife, and they and that will change everything. <laughs> but that's that was when everyone was like I mean the, the, the sort of consciousness shifted to all video game movies are bad. Let's not get excited for them for being like. Well, maybe. I mean, Tomb Raider doesn't excite me. I mean, I'm, no, I don't I, think I, it looks you know, very good. I haven't played the game, but the trailer. Well, for the, okay. So, the, to go on a brief aside about the new Tomb Raider movie, when I think of Tomb Raider, I think of those original five games on PS One. Like yeah. those are the games that my family played. I played some of the others, but those are like the ones you should be mining from. And even the Angelina Jolie movies didn't like they kind of made their own thing. Whereas the Alicia Vikander one is based on the current newest incarnation of tomb raider which is only five years old and something about that is just kind of like eh. yeah but at the same time it's like you're not ruining as much of a sacred yeah totally um what else do we have coming out uh oh you just recently announced chris columbus doing a five nights at freddy's uh movie uh i mean that yeah that have you guys played five nights at freddy's have you heard about i've literally never heard those words put together okay well i'll explain to you um another game that's completely based around a mechanic so basically it's a horror game where you play as a security guard like have you played Slenderman? no or like you you're aware of it at all yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the, the like you you just creep around and then turn around and he's there right. it's quite a similar kind of thing um well you can't actually move in five nights at freddy's you're stuck in you're stuck in like the security room of a like a chuck e cheese but it's called free Fazbear's pizza or something like that and basically all the animatronic animals are ghosts or dead children or something and they come to life after midnight and you're on graveyard shift but they can't move if you're looking at them or something basically you have to switch between screens on your computer to survive each night that's the that's how the many whole nights game. you have to spend it? huh how many uh, nights five well actually seven and <laughs> the five main nights and then you get two bonus nights oh really um it's called seven nights but they've ma- they made they made three i think the first three games and the five nights and freddy's series came out within a year and a half of it like 
Right, like yeah. within a year and a half, three games had come out. Yeah, I remember it just one of those things that like I'd never heard of it, and then I looked up and there was like five games. Yeah, they kept making them. They're fun. They've like I said, they're very gimmicky. It's all about that mechanic of catching them before they get you. Yeah, and Chris Columbus is making a movie, and they're and it's very basic form. You could make a movie out of that. Yeah, ghost animatronics, and it's got nothing to do with. And translating people, people, like, a video people game are trapped in yeah, yeah. Freddy's, yeah. yeah, or someone's on the graveyard shift. Yeah. No, so could be could break the chain, you reckon? Mm-hmm. No. Well, then we've also got. Um, well, it's, I mean, it's still one of those ones that doesn't really count, though. It's not a a classic story video game being adapted in a way that feels fresh and new. I'm sorry, I just don't know if that's possible. But yeah. what's next? Well, uh, uh, in terms of animated, we're getting an Angry Birds movie too. Uh, actually, the one thing I would change about the Angry Birds movie is the title. I hate that it's called the Angry Birds movie because that's that's saying there's another property and this is the movie of it they should just call it Angry Birds um, we're getting an, an untitled Mario film they're doing an animated yeah, Mario movie and um, Dragon's Lair the movie mm, don't know anything, don't know about, anything about that but uh, yeah well do we want to talk because I think something that we haven't talked about is that it's, it is possible to make a good film about video games Rick and Ralph is probably one of the best video game movies there is it's not an adaptation but it's about video games you like things like uh, War Games, The Last Starfighters, you know, Jumanji, even, Welcome to Jumanji, the Welcome to the Jungle is a perfect example. These are all films about video games, but they're just not adapting an IP. And so it's like, is it if you just put some forgotten IP into it, no, you could make the, a good film out of it, or is it, or is it the fact that even like like Tron is another one? Um, if they're like because they're creating this world and they can make up their own rules, that that's what works about it. Because obviously the story's coming first, and then they're creating a game to fill it. Well, it's it. just essentially, I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, the movies you've described, what they're doing is they're just riffing off of pop culture references. They're not actually making a video game movie. They're just taking pop culture references in much the same way that, you know, people take stuff, you know, they, they make jokes, you know, the, all the scary movie franchises and all that sort of stuff. They were riffing off of the bits of these kind of properties that you knew but they weren't being held to any of the world mechanics or the plot lines or the character necessarily the character through lines of any of the actual video games and so it's i think it's a little unfair to compare because it's basically they were able to take they were able to mine the whole world of video games and video game tropes for what they wanted and just take what they want and leave everything else yeah well okay it's interesting you mentioned the tropes because the um i guess what i'm sort of trying to prove is that video games aren't like not a they they aren't not a mainstream thing (laughs) like they because it feels like you know people would say, oh, of course video game movies don't work. Like, the general public don't want to see video game movies because they don't care about video games. But, like, the fact that something like Wreck-It Ralph can come out and be a huge success and it's about video games at its core and it has it mines all these tropes and references. And so it's like there is... The, the, the general public does want a good video game movie. Okay, if I can... So the the problem with what your these movies you've listed that are about video games is that if you were to look at something like Hot Fuzz, which is something that parodies and honors the tropes of like an action film, 
that's yeah. that and that's a good movie right but but the, the problem is is that with all those video game movies you, you mentioned or at least all the ones i've seen they parody and honor the the meta real world tropes of video games such as health bars and dying and coming back and um you know like like the points that the the heads up displays of video games and the things that actually right. make a video game exist as a thing it is you know as as a form of entertainment and so you wouldn't you couldn't do that with one based on well you could i guess but it'd be kind of weird if like the i don't know the tomb raider movie you saw her health bar deplete as it's or she died and then just started living yeah yeah and i think i think the doom movie maybe touched on stuff like that and you know obviously that wasn't received well yeah. so like that's that's why I think that theory doesn't right, quite no, translate no. itself into it because they're parodying what we know of video games, not what we know and, of a video game. Yeah, yeah, and they're parodying like these wide mechanics that are yeah. across like so many video games. And so the thing is that regardless of which video game you loved, you're almost guaranteed to have played a video game at some point that had one of those things, yeah. like had a health bar or had a number of lives and stuff like that, which, you know, that's wide enough to gather in enough people. But when you just go down to one property, you're kind of having to bet that people are familiar enough with that one property that you can get away with being specific about what happens in that game. Yeah, yeah. well, actually, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you guys. And I think maybe put this forward to you guys. So you talk about all the heads up displays and the health bars and all the fun things that everyone loves about video games and the reason that people love these kind of movies. And then maybe that's why video game movies don't work is because that's what's taken out. And then if you take out the like, it's like the filling of the pie and we, you know, the pie looks good on the outside, but you take out the filling, which is all the heads up displays and the immersion. Um, it's, it's just, it's not good. Whereas you can take that, filling and just eat that by itself yeah. and it's fine look we could be close to this happening and i'm going to say this and i want to be proved wrong if there is ever a well-received good video game movie that isn't based on like a trivial property like angry birds it won't be good because it's based on a video game yeah. it'll be good because it's just a fun movie yeah yeah um, and i think well, what i was what i was going to say in response to what you said richard was that like the you know the films that we're talking about that use those things like health bars and stuff like that. Like I watched Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Like, like Scott Pilgrim. That film mm. wasn't good because of like the, the life bars and stuff like that. But those moments where they recognize and use the health bars as a plot device, you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's totally, cool. Like, yeah, it totally. was kind of like icing on, on the top. You know, yeah, it was like a little yeah, joke, yeah. a little callback. You're like, oh, I get what they're doing. Yeah, that's cool. But what made that film good was the relationships between the main characters. It was really like the whole conceit of, you know, like how they managed to, you know, put you know, a, a young girl into Jack Black's body. Like they did that in a way that you accepted and you were like, oh, this is hilarious. And then that became fodder for the entire film. Yeah. So that that conceit was the filling. Um, and then, you know, the, the other stuff was... And so, you know, actually having good writing of how you can get normal people into a game situation. Because I, I think most of the time, like actually having av avatars for, you know... Um, people that we recognize and understand in a film is actually really helpful and when you're talking about a video game world where everyone most of the time people are pretty fantastical and have sort of crazy abilities you know it's it's it can be fairly unsatisfying because we don't actually recognize any of those people as having any real like yeah. real person characteristics 
Yeah, well, we've made some good points, but I think we should start to wrap up. And what I sort of want to finally sort of get a little bit of a discussion about is what do you guys think could be a good, what, what video game could be adapted into a good movie and how would you do it? I can start if you like. I'll, uh, um, I mean, actually, even this isn't, isn't really a good example, but something like Grand Theft Auto, especially number five, has just got such a good story that like you could just put that into a movie and like the relationship, but again, it's the relationship between the characters and everything like that. But what makes GTA five such an experience to play uh, Grand Theft Auto, if you don't know what that stands for. Um, <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> um, that um, is that the world was so immense and maybe again, it would work better as a TV show. Um, but yeah, that, that, that sort of, and being able to just, dick around and so i would love to see a movie of a property like grand theft auto that what uh like it reads on screen like someone playing the game so they just do dumb shit just because it looks cool you know like That's they're like oh, i need to, i need to get from a to b i'll just pull this guy out of his car and go yeah yeah grand theft auto is certainly like the would be the hot property uh, to do that for but i mean i think i think that would actually fail as a film because if you if some if if a main character in a film actually behaved that way, you you would not be on board with them because the thing is that you'd be representing that in a world that actually is supposed to look and feel real. Whereas the benefit of doing that in Grand Theft Auto is that you know it's not real and you're like, haha, this is hilarious. I'm just you know mowing people over and they're just pixels on a screen. But if you were actually representing like the stuff that the average player does in Grand Theft Auto on screen with the main character, like just stealing a car because he felt like it moving onto another car because he felt like it and then like running over the original driver of the car as he drove off like that would be horrifying what yeah, if i they... think i think the, 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 that's one that it benefits from being called grand theft auto yeah because people have the expectation going in and if it's pitched as being like we're doing the game we're not doing a movie based on the game we're doing you you're watching the game on screen they could do it as like i don't know this might be a cheap way to do it but maybe one of them is on drugs and sees himself doing these things. Like maybe they can depict these screen. But who these... wants to watch that? Like who actually wants to go in and yeah. watch that happening on screen? Like, and I think that that's a recipe for only getting like diehard GTA fans yeah. and no one else, which means that it will never get made because well, it doesn't actually appeal to enough people to get the money for a movie. When we kind of spoke about this on our Revenge of the Nerds episode a couple of weeks ago, but the fact of putting a real from 2018 character into that world and then and doing a commentary like that because the gta movie could be about this things you're doing in this game are sick and twisted you know like and and confront the audience but like in a, in a fun way again that's, a, that's a good idea man i like, think that's the best idea i've heard even <laughs> if even if you you have um like trevor from gtfi would be a great example but have him as the villain and it's like going up against the you know a, a tweaker a drug tweaker that can't it, it's just so unpredictable because it's just however the person controlling was feeling that day yeah you know, like, and because, like you say, these things that we find fun when playing the game would be horrific to see playing out in real life. But I think there is a way to do it. Yeah, maybe, and maybe you just need an audience surrogate in that story. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think a TV show is the way to go. 
Like, yeah. a, a, a Last of Us Netflix series would work completely. Like, if you were going to do the exact same story, that is. Otherwise, just, I guess, do another story in the same universe. But then why does it have to be in a uh, Last of Us game and what, what, what sets it apart from other other games? But, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess the thing is that video games still aren't respected, really, as, like, a a medium yeah. like the, the fact that you know it, it's still like and you know i'm sure people have stories with their parents that they can relate to this of, of like watching tv for like six hours is fine but playing a video game for like two hours is like oh you're melting your brain mm. when it's like the the, the stories that are told and, and this is like obviously not true of all video games but something like the last of us is this beautiful complex story you just happen to be in control of it so in a way it kind of you'd think it makes it more your your brain's a bit more turned on watching it mm. and for some reason that's worse than watching an entire season of the walking dead in one day you know <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know jeremy do you have a video game you'd want to see adapted no i don't really play video games though <laughs> oh, i don't really watch movies <laughs> um, you? yeah the the only other one i could think of is, is maybe something something like crash bandicoot or spyro you could ride off the mix of something like Angry Birds, which are pretty low stakes in terms of what story needs to be kept sacred and with like nostalgia with also acknowledging it's a video game. So I don't know. I feel like someone at Crash Bandicoot would be able to do heaps of wink, wink, nudge, nudges to things like collecting crystals and Wampa fruit and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like, there's a Spyro TV show. Is there? Yeah. Well, like a Skylanders one and Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. yeah. Any, and he talks like this, mate. How is it not a contract? And whenever a different company wants to use Crash Bandicoot, how does it not say in the, con- in the, in the contract he can't speak? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're we're we're. Anyway, yeah, this went on a lot longer than we thought it would. Um, I thought it would go for about this. Well, so, I mean, do. we we've had uh, a lot of laughs. And uh, what do you guys think? Is it possible to make a good video game movie? Not as I understand the. Oh, that was to the audience. Sorry, you couldn't oh. see my. Um... Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't see you pointing at the audience. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think there will be one one day, and as you say, it's not going to be good because it's a video game movie. It's yeah. going to be a good movie that happens to share the name with a video game. Yeah, and maybe that's fine. Maybe that's that's all they want to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's what like a lot of comic book movies are. Is they they take the bare bones of of a storyline, but it's just a character and a title. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, thanks so much for listening. As always, I'm Colt. I'm uh, Pop Church. And I'm Podcast. And we'll see you uh, next time. You can check us out on any social media you like. We're on Friendster and Bebo. AIM. <laughs> and also Yahoo Messenger. Facebook, YouTube, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. and. Uh, ICQ. iTunes, SoundCloud. iTunes, SoundCloud. Shit. Anywhere good podcasts are held. And except, you know, like Libsyn and, and something like that. But uh, uh, you can also email us at copoptionmedia.com. email Copoptionmedia at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. It's an interesting discussion to have, I think. Is- yeah, I, this might be the most... The, the episode I've most wanted to get listener feedback for. Yeah. I'd love to know what people think. AJ's desperate for you guys. He's yeah, desperate for you. Yeah, I mean, are there any video game movies you guys secretly love or, or unsecretly love? Or what would make a good one? Yeah. Yeah.
Cool, let us know. Tell me what I'm wrong about. Tell me which video games I should have been playing so that I would have wanted a movie about it. Mm. And have a good rest of your day. Or night. Time to...